I'm Derek Thompson, longtime writer with The Atlantic magazine on tech, culture, and politics. There is a lot of noise out there, and my goal is to cut through the headlines, loud tweets, and hot takes in my new podcast, Plain English. I'll talk to some of the smartest people I know to give you clear viewpoints and memorable takeaways. Plain English starts November 16th. Listen for free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? We're back. Another week. R2C2. Busy week, man. That's a lot lot going on, bro. Hey, man. We we just felt like... I mean, so we're recording Monday night. There's just mm-hmm. so much happening that we felt like we, we got to hop on and react to all of these signings across Major League Baseball. And it's funny because just before the show, you and I, I think without saying it, we're thinking the same thing about what's happening now and it kind of being a vision that we've both had in the past. Yes. And and before I could finish my thought, which right now the audience is like, okay, what are they talking about? What are they talking about? We'll explain in a moment. You were like, no, 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 I know, and I'm pissed off. So before I... Do you want me to say what I was thinking first? Yeah, go ahead. I think you know, but what I was going to say is you and I are... The world right now is seeing what happens when Major League Baseball has what we have talked about for a long time, which is a de facto you know, deadline or designated period of off-season activity. Everybody's trying to get these deals done before December 1st when the mm-hmm. CBA expires because they're expecting a lockout for an unknown amount of time as they work through their labor issues. And so people are trying to get these deals done under the gun. What it's doing is it's creating a concentrated period of activity, which we don't normally get. Usually we get, you know, a a sprinkle here, a sprinkle there. It drags out over three and a half months and it's just not compelling because the episodes don't follow any kind of pattern. In this case, it's like, oh, I'm locked in. Baseball feels hot right now because there is this heavy, dense period of activity, which is our idea. Well, absolutely. It was absolutely that was your idea, cuz. Absolutely 1000 well, you. your idea. <laughs> and I was talking about that this weekend, just talking about how much activity I went to the football game with Peckis. But I'm watching um MLB network this morning, and I'm watching Joe Sherman talk about how he thinks it's a great idea for MLB to put in a signing period. Like uh, during the off season, and I, I had to turn the TV off because I immediately got pissed <laughs> off because I know he listens to this fucking podcast, and I know he got that idea from you. <laughs> so like, it, okay, so this is, uh, and I know how me and you are. Like, yeah. if if me and you heard that idea somewhere and we yeah. brought it to the podcast, we would say, "I heard people saying this," even if we yeah. didn't want to give up who it was. Like, anytime I hear something, I always know where I got it from. Right? You mm-hmm. always know where you get shit from. So I'll bring it to the podcast and say, I heard people talking about if it wasn't my idea. You know what I'm saying? So it just pissed me off that he tried to sit there and, p- and pretend like it was his idea. And then Harold, when they, when they went to break, see, little shit like this pisses me off. Yeah. Harold goes, oh, I love Joe Sherman's idea about putting a signing period in. <laughs> Bitch, that's fucking, that's Ryan Rucco's idea, cuz. I need, I need my guy to get the fucking credit. I had to turn this shit off this morning, cuz. I get so mad, cuz. That type of shit pisses me off. This is I, 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 
I love how protective you are of me. This is what it's like to be in the clubhouse with you. I feel like Austin Romine just getting the throne at my head in Tampa. And, that, that and, and Joel is on the front row. You know what's funny is I, Joel and I have a great relationship, and he's, he's one of my I got a favorite, great, I, right? Yeah, you got a good relationship. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's phenomenal at what he does. And so I actually often find myself on broadcasts giving credit to Joel <laughs> exactly. because because he often writes things that I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. So Joel, Joel, you got to be honest with us now. You got to give up the credit, bro. You got to give up the first, Joel, <laughs> if you heard it here first, man, you got to give the credit. Come on. We're both, uh, we're both diehard Mark Forgione fans. We got to treat each other right here with that brick chicken, Joel. Normally, normally I would text you. I don't know what I was doing this morning. Normally I would, you know, I would text you quick yeah. like that if something like that yeah. happened, but I don't know why I didn't. Uh, it's just random. But yeah, that, that was this morning, man. Well, you know what? First of all, I mean, I appreciate you coming to my defenses like this. This is <laughs> this is a real act of, of friendship, and I appreciate it. And dude, I, I think we're being proven right on this. Absolutely. Because think about it. Like, and I've used this analogy before, and our audience has heard it. So, you know, bear bear with me if you're like, yeah, I know the analogy you're about to use, Ryan. But it it, it would be like. You're excited. It'd be like Book of Boba Fett is coming out on Disney Plus December 29th, and they're going to drop one episode December 29th, and then another episode January 20th, and then another episode February 1st, and you have no idea when they're dropping until they do. It's really hard. Like, no, there is no entertainment platform that would decide that's a good way to distribute their content. Yeah. None. So, why do we feel like that's a good way to do big news and free agency? Because the argument of, oh, well, this way you get it in multiple months. It's like, no, you don't. You get it no time because it's just it's just out of your mind. And then it's like, oh, that happened? Okay, but you're not, it, it doesn't feel like you're in it ever. Yeah, and then and then and then the offseason just becomes a bunch of speculation. Like if you turn on MLB network or you talk or, or we start talking, like people that talk baseball, it's just speculation. When you hear football or you or you see basketball in the offseason, they have that signing period. And now we're talking about how teams are set up and like scenarios going into the season because teams are set. When you got the baseball offseason, a pitcher may sign fucking two weeks before spring training. And that changes yeah. their whole roster. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like it just gives you more news and more content and more everything to talk about when you have this concentrated little time when people sign. You know, right now it's just because of the the CBA, but you know, if if we did this, if it was, you know, the the weekend of the um the winter meetings, yeah. If that Sunday yeah. ended the the signing period, oh man, it'd be so much fun. Everybody would go to the winter meetings. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Players, we would be doing podcasts from there. It would yeah. be a destination. That'd be great. Yeah. It'd be fun to do. You know, yeah. it'd be so baseball has to like think about, you know, these little things to keep fans engaged, because that's all we ever talk about is how the NFL and the NBA dominate the off their their off seasons, which yeah. is baseball's in season. They dominate the summer with their news when it's the draft or you know free agency period, all of that stuff. Baseball has to do a better job of that. And, and this is sort of their trial run, accidentally manifesting, right? Like it's it's this isn't by design. This isn't something that had to be agreed upon. This isn't something that had to go through some prolonged negotiation. This instead just happened. It's a blessing for Major League Baseball because they get to learn how well it works. Like right now, 
the thing that's on top of minds, I think, for sports fans over these last couple days who have some sort of interest in all the sports is these signings in baseball. Yeah. Like I see it even, and this is anecdotal, obviously, but I see it even in you know our group chat, right? Even texts with my other friends who are big football and basketball fans as well, who are hitting me up like, oh my gosh, you see this deal. Oh my gosh, you see this signing. You know, all of a sudden it's like, whoa, baseball feels big. Like I'm more into, you know, I'm more into seeing Robbie Ray and, and Marcus Simeon and, and Gosman and John Gray and, you know, whoever Man, else. Man, all Corey those Seager. names. Yeah. Those names would not have been off the board until late January, February, bro. A hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Like we had just been dragging out waiting for news and it had been yeah. one a week. One, you know, yeah. like. It it sucks, man. Like it's it's not fun. It's not fun. It's not a fun off season for baseball. And, and this is this is like a tangential part of it that's not as important. But it's so much better for the players and for these teams to know who's on their roster way earlier. Like, yeah. how often do we see a guy sign super late and then he gets off to a slow start, or there's some ramp up period, or you know what I mean? It's just that doesn't help the player be at their best and it doesn't help the team either. I I don't see, and and I'm sure there is an argument to be made and, you know, we're always happy for you guys to make that, you know, adding R2C2 on Twitter or Instagram, but I don't see an argument for why the sport benefits from a prolonged period. And, And I don't think the, I don't think contractually the players are helped by it either. I think the players are helped Maybe the teams benefit from it being a longer period of time and waiting it out, but the players definitely would benefit from a a, a deadline. Yeah, the the players would definitely. I mean, you're seeing it. I mean, you know, when it when it plays out, the teams definitely benefit. When you see Marcus yeah. Simeon sign a seven year deal, he gets paid till he's 39 years old. Then you get to see Corey. Uh, then you get to see Seager sign a 10 year deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. everybody was waiting for Simeon to set the market just for years. Like how late he was going to get paid into his 30s. Now he gets paid till he's 39. Now he sets the market. Now everybody yeah. wants to sign. You know what I'm saying? So it, it helps It helps players when you have this little condense because then, you know, guys are going off the board. Make, and, and teams have to make decisions because they're afraid they're going to lose them. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. look at, you know, like Robbie Ray, John Gray, and and Kevin Gosman. I mean, you, you would have thought that those guys would have been there late. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean... And now we're sitting here where the Yankees have made a move. <laughs> That's yeah, kind of right. why we hopped on the pod. Oh, too. my gosh. I know. It's so funny, man. It's, it's so getting funny. late. It's getting it late because. Well, I think I picked the right week not to be on Twitter. But I didn't tell you my my plan, did I? No. Like I, I From Thanksgiving to New Year's, no tw- no on my timeline at all on Twitter. Nice. I, my, my, I'm going on like to post uh, the podcast, you know, just. And then off, but not, not, I'm not logging in on my phone at all this whole period. I can tell you, I've already had such an increase in production over the last three and a half days since doing this. Oh, bro, it's a a better life. It's been five years since I've had Twitter. Yeah, it it. is a better life, man. (laughs) It's a better life. It's just like, at some point, it's like, this is not good for my health. And the funny thing is, you know, that's where I get my news. And obviously there's an addiction by design with all of these apps, right? They know how to manipulate our brain chemicals and that's a whole other conversation. But the, I realize, you know what? Anything that I need to find out, and Tim Ferriss always talks about this and I like Tim Ferriss. So every, anything I need to find out, this is why he doesn't like watch news or anything. He's like, someone's going to give it to me. Like someone in my circle, somehow it's going to get to me. Somebody's going to tell me. Yeah. yeah you got yeah. so many group chats and shit. Like, yeah. 
Somebody, you, group I, I, chat's been breaking news. I don't, I don't need bro, anything don't, on Twitter. You guys are breaking news to me. I don't have Twitter, but like Siegel always puts stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Twitter's yeah. always like I'm always getting the news or whatever yeah. news there is to be. You know that is deemed worthy of. You know me getting at the moment. Other than that, I mean, I'll, I'll get the news when I when I yeah. get it, whatever the fuck yeah. it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you need to, it'll find its way to you. And the thing is, is like we grew up in a time when when we didn't have all of this shit. So for me, yeah. I don't like if I lose my phone or my phone is gone for a couple of days. Like I don't give a fuck. I really don't like, especially if people know where I'm at. I like I, I could care less. And you yeah. can see that by my, my my behavior and the way I use my phone. <laughs> yes. Like sometimes you haven't lost your phone, but many of us think you have. <laughs> yes. You still got your phone? Yeah, I still got it. It's right yeah, here. exactly. It's, it's here. It's here. I saw you check my Instagram story. Um, why didn't you respond to my text? One of those deals. Exactly. <laughs> but I, I get that so shit here, all the time. Here's my thing on the, uh, on the Yankees, okay? It, it is... Um, it's understandable right now to be concerned because there are players that seemingly would have fit that are off the board, right? Like it would have been nice to have Robbie Ray or Max Scherzer as part of the rotation, which by the way, I believe the Yankees do need another proven top of the line starter. It would have been nice for the Yankees potentially to get Seager, right? Or Simeon, because we know the Yankees do need a shortstop. But, and I know a lot of times, uh, you know, if you came in with the notion of like, oh, this person's a Yankee apologist. Well, not really. I'm just trying to be logical. The real, the reality is like, I can't judge it yet. You know, see, because there's still too much to be done. Like if the Yankees end up with, uh, you know, Matt Olson at first, right? And Simmons at short because they believe that next year, you know, Peraza or um, Volpe is going to be ready and they turn into an all-star, well, then I'm not going to be upset that they didn't sign Seager, right? I need to look at the whole picture before I go nuts. The only thing I'll say, which I do think is fair, is if you're a Yankee fan, you're looking at this and you're getting nervous, I understand why. Because what is clear is the roster needs more than just a minor facelift. Like, the roster needs a facial reconstruction going into next year. It can't be minor moves. It has to be some punch that's packed and, this and offseason. That's what's making me nervous is that, yeah. you know, if if we're not going to do it through free agency, then it's going to be through trades. And then now Peraza and Volpe are, are now some of these guys that we may need to trade to get some better players. You know what I'm saying? And so, you don't want to have to deal them. Not if, I mean, not, I mean, not, not Volpe, you know, yeah. but, um, yeah. I, you know, and I, I, can he play third base? Like you know, if yeah, I, I kind of want to see Story as a short is a shortstop for the Yankees. You know Dude, what I'm saying? You like Story, huh? I like Story a lot, man, and I have for a long time. Um, Colorado so, thing doesn't worry you? It doesn't. It doesn't. Not at all. Um, and because he, he could he gets hits. He's like DJ in a way where he like he hits like he gets hits. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. The power, the power is the power because of Colorado, but he gets he gets a lot of hits, man. So, and he plays a good shortstop. So, um, I I I, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I have no obviously I have no idea what the plan is, but I am getting nervous because teams are making moves and Toronto's getting a lot better, bro. Toronto's Toronto to me right now is like where the Cubs were like in 2014, like 15, right? Before, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, right before they won the World Series, where their position players. 
you put the right pitching in that up there, like they can fuck around and win the East and yeah. and go on and win the World Series, man. Like that that offense is that good, you know what I'm saying? Those young players. So, um, yeah, we we got to start moving. I yeah. The interesting part of it is, you know, from and when we talk to some of these guys in the weeks to come, I'm going to be curious about it. Like, and maybe this is out there. And if it is Sadie or Bobby, you know, or, or see if, you know, feel free to fill me in. But like, do we know how these contracts are structured in regard to a lockout? Like these guys signing before December 1st, right? But are they getting some designated payment before, like, are they getting some payment on November 30th? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I, yeah. I, I'm I wondering, no because the, the reason I ask this is because, like, if they are, is it beneficial for a team to just wait? Like, if the, if the structure is going to change a lot where all of a sudden, you know, Carlos Correa is going to cost, you know, 80% of what he would have after this new CBA, are you better off just waiting? You know, like, I, I don't know the answers to those questions, but I could see some teams potentially that's the, well, see, that's the, that's the gamble, right? Yeah, you but that's out on the player. I was you about want. to say, you're losing out on yeah. players though. Yeah. That yeah. sounds great. If everybody else was waiting, but yeah. these, like motherfuckers, motherfuckers <laughs> are signing cats yeah. Yeah. at a crazy clip. So, you know, I mean, it, it, that, that, that sounds like, you know, I mean, that sounds like a, like a great strategy. If, if, you know, the players aren't signing, but guys are fucking signing, like, every hour. Every hour, somebody's signing a big deal, guys. And I, I love know. to see it, man. I love to see the money going up. Yeah, I, well, I, I, absolutely, man. You're one of the guys who set the tone for it. I I also think it's interesting. It looks like um, Seager did not get an opt-out. So he's just 10 years, 325 straight. 10 years, 325 straight up, guys. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Well, I mean, at that point, it's like, yeah, you're probably going to be all right, man. Like, yeah, you don't have to worry like, about opting out or going anywhere. Texas, no state tax. Like, yeah, it is what yeah, it is. Uh, which, that is, it, it's funny because it never used to enter my mind as a significant factor. But now, it does. <laughs> as, <laughs> as someone who, you know, is an adult living in New York. And yep. you're like, you know, that extra 10%. That'd be nice to keep, you know, like that'd, <laughs> that'd be that'd be nice to keep. And if it's 10 percent of three hundred and twenty five million or depending on what state you're living in, let's just say six percent, seven percent, whatever. It's a lot of money, man. That's, you know, that's a lot. See, what do agents typically get on baseball contracts? What uh, percentage? Three to five, depending okay. on who you with. OK, got you. Three to five. Is that like a negotiation when you're signing with an agent? That, or? That's up front, yeah, when, before you sign with them. And yeah. then you, you sign your deal with your agent every year. So okay. it's, it's only a one-year deal. So you can fire. Really? Yeah, you can fire your agent and, and hire another agent every, you know, every year if you want. You know, one thing I love about CAA is I love that they were built on no contracts. Like, yeah. I think that's so cool because their whole, and Nick Khan used to explain this to me before he left to go to the WWE as he was building up the broadcast department. Um, like, he was like, do you, do you have to sign a contract with your doctor? Do you have to sign a contract with your lawyer? It's like, no, if they're doing a great job, you don't want to leave. Exactly. And if they're not, you should be able to, you know? And I'm kind of like, yeah, that's true. Like, I have no interest in leaving my agency because- my guy Matt Kramer does an amazing job. If if he didn't, then I would. 
And you know what I mean? And I like, I kind of like that confidence about it. Like you don't need to sign a contract with us. Like you're going to, so I don't like like what I'm doing and walk away. Yeah. Right. So I, I am glad that at least for you guys in baseball, it seems like it's one year, you know, that, that that's good. Cause that's a little, that's not exactly the same, but it's kind of like that. Um, all right, see, this is what I got. We got a couple things coming in informationally on this stuff. Bobby says a lot of guys have signing bonuses that either get right away or split in two payments. Wander Franco has a signing bonus of $5 million. He gets half of that on December 1st. Um, the other half, June 1st, 2022. So it's either right away or split in multiple or installments. split in multiple. Yeah, that most likely wouldn't be affected by the lockout. If the lockout went longer than June 1st, 2022... He wouldn't get it till the lockout is over. See, from a Yankee standpoint, right? Without um, not asking you to divulge anything, if you've had any conversations, you know about specific targets. But just for you, who is the guy? Is Story the guy you want? Is he the one who you you are you're like he's my number one priority that I want to see them sign? Man, I, I for me, yeah, I kind of I kind of want a shortstop that you know. We're not waiting or just somebody that's holding us over. Like, when you said Simmons, that made my stomach hurt. I, 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 he's a great he's great defensively. I love him. You know what I'm saying? But, like, nah, I don't need, like, just another holdover. Cause like you don't want a stopgap. No, I need a fucking yeah. shortstop, cuz. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, that's why we were so good for so long. Because yeah. we had fucking Derek Jeter and we had Didi. Yeah. Like, that shit makes a huge difference, man. So... I need a fucking shortstop. I don't want somebody that's just going to hold us over and then we hope Volpe turns into a, a all-star. You know what I'm saying? Like, how many more years? That's five years from now, cuz. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, realistically, before yeah. you, before Volpe turns into what, he, what you want him to. Like, I can't wait that fucking long. Give me, yeah. give me, give me story for seven and then, you know, Volpe, he'll have two years to sit behind this guy and maybe take his job after five. You know what I'm saying? Like, and maybe he could play another position in the infield Maybe he could play. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah, I, 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 I just I, I can't I don't want to wait, man. Like I feel like yeah. this, you know, especially if especially if we're going to run it back with this group, like yeah. with the core, you know what I'm saying? Like the same core with where it's Sevy and, and, and Hixie and and Judgy and, you know, all these guys. I need a I need a, a real stable shortstop. Yeah, I think there's a there's a reality that has to be embraced about utilizing the prime of three guys, right? Number one on the list is Garrett Cole. You know, Mm -hmm. I know Cole obviously struggled in the wild card game, but by and large, he has been as advertised. He is your ace. He is in his prime. You're paying him a buttload of money. You need to take advantage of him as your ace and not all of a sudden be like, oh my gosh, we didn't maximize our investment there with Cole. The other two guys are Stanton and Judge. And Judge. You know, yeah, I, I wouldn't have looked at Stanton in that same vein, but now I do because he's proven to be such a dominant force offensively this past year. Thank God, knock on wood. Maybe, you know, the new performance team had something to do with it. He stayed healthy, you know, and he and Judge are, they probably have quite a few great years left, but they're still, you know, they're in the middle of their prime and you don't want to punt on that either. You got to augment correctly. And if you so see to your point, if you wait till that next wave of guys is ready, you might have waited till the current guys are past their best years. And and then and then we're starting all over again. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. so, if 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 we're gonna run it back with this core, if this is gonna be 
who we rented back out there with twenty in twenty twenty two, then you got to put some stable pieces around in, or in the middle of it to to solidify it. Because obviously we've seen it since yeah. two thousand seventeen. It's not enough. You no. know what I'm saying? Whatever no. it is, it's not enough. And these other teams have gotten better, as you pointed out. Toronto is fucking really good, cuz. Really, what was, really good. What's the move that made you feel like, oh boy, from them so far? Getting- Just the, the, them signing Gosman. Like, yeah. like, like locking down the pitching. Their lineup is fucking one of the best in the American League. I've been telling you that for a long time. But if yeah. they can just get enough pitching, and, you know, with Alec Moana, if he can, you know, turn into a, a guy that they, they can rely on as a number two or three starter. Yeah. I mean, you got Gosman at the top. You got Ryu. Like, they're going to be fucking pretty good, cuz. Yeah. I, I also think this. Like, I know the Yankees pitching, by and large, actually, as Booney talked about with us last week, which if you haven't good. heard Aaron Boone on on the podcast, make sure you go back and listen to that episode. Aaron was awesome and just covered a wide range of topics. Um, but you know, he yeah, he talked about the pitching was good and it was good. But they still need they need another top end starter. Like they just do. There's something about see the presence of like just knowing oh we got those guys. You know, like yeah. we like I don't have to think about it. I'm not cobbling it together. Three out of every five days, you know, it's like a no. Like to me, Tyone, right? Like you saw how impactful it was for the Yankees when he was at his best in that period from like, I want to say late May to early August, like where all of a sudden every time out he was like giving you six innings, two runs, seven innings, three runs, you know, five innings, one run, whatever. And you realize, like, oh, well, you know, I want Tyone to be my number four. You know, mm-hmm. I, I want, I want Sevy who we have to have some questions about injury-wise, Cole, and I want another guy that I feel like belongs with those two, and then give me Tyone and Monty on the back end, and now I feel really good. you know. But I need someone else who's who's close to that Sevy-Cole range. I know they're not going to yeah. be Cole, but I need someone else in there for me to feel like, oh, okay, and then it takes some pressure off the offense as well. Absolutely, and then you roll into a, a series when you're going to Boston or you're going to Baltimore or Tampa or whatever, and you got the the two out of two out of your three going, or two out of the two top two out of your five going, then you feel good going into a weekend. You know what I'm saying? Like with with Toronto, if they if they come into Yankee Stadium and they got Ryu and Gosman going two out of the three days, they yeah. feel pretty good about coming into Yankee Stadium. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're right. You need somebody else at the top end of that rotation that just you know feeds off the ace and that can you know have his back for sure. What I'm trying to think, who what starters are left right now? that would be attractive as far as free agency goes? Man, I would have to look at the list, to be any, honest. Any obvious ones? Bobby, um, Sadie? Any obvious no, th- starters left that would be the, attractive? Was Scherzer, like, the uh, obvious one like that? Like, this is, uh, man, I mean. Uh, you know what? The guy who the guy who's the most attractive, the best starter left by far is Stroman. Stroman. He, he's, the, he's, he's the one who's the best. The best starter left. But, I but wonder he's what kind not, of he's going to get. Uh, but is he like that? Is he that what you just described? I, I don't. I don't think he. It just doesn't seem like him and the Yankees are going to be. No, I'm just saying right? for any team. I'm not talking about for the Yankees. Yeah, oh, I'm just saying yeah, for anybody. I, yes, yes. He would be. Yes, for me, he would be a guy. I would feel like I'm putting him up in the top with Sevy and Cole and feeling great about it. Like I, I, I. The, he's a guy who I'd be like, okay, yes, I feel. Um, I feel like really good now about my top three. If you told me my top three was Cole, Sevy, Stroman, I'm like, good. Because Stroman's going to go out every five days and give me a really good chance to win. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and, and I also, I like athletic pitchers that are like, you know, they just, 
I always think it's about Sevi. I always thought it's about Tanaka, like guys who just, you know, they look athletic on the mound the way they feel their position too, you yeah. know? Like there's just something about them that inspires confidence. I mean, Coney was a guy who who uh who talked to me, Mike Mucina, you know, yeah. uh Coney was a guy who who really drove that home to me, like athletes on the mound. And Strowman is that kind of athlete that I like too, um, to go with like a, a Mucina Tanaka uh Sevi type guy. So and and I don't so, yeah. think I don't think Strowman. But he's not gonna uh, come. He's not gonna no, come. To especially yeah. not with the like the media. It's different than the Mets, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. And him and, you know, he's already gone after Cash publicly multiple times. I just don't. And all that would be great if he didn't play for the Mets. Like, all that shit you'd be saying about the Yankees and shit. Like, bro, you're playing Queens. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to fly. It's not. He And we've had Marcus on the show many times. He's a friend of the show. But we'll have to get him on after he signs. Oh, Rodon. I bet you he signs in Anaheim. I can see Stro going to Anaheim, bro. The Angels should. They should they should take every dollar they have and put it into pitching right now. I think he'd like, be good in Anaheim. Yeah, I think you're right. And I'm I'm interested to see Syndergaard there as well, yes. which Noah is coming on the pod sometime very soon. Um I, I'm interested to see him there. Um Carlos Rodon or Rodon. How do we say his yeah. last name? I, I think it's Rodon. You know, yeah. He he should be a guy who gets good money too. Who yeah. see lo- looking at yeah, and then you know there's a possibility of a trade as well. If you're signing a shortstop, right, and you're like, maybe I can then deal Volpe or deal Peraza for a top end starter if there's one out there to be had. Whether it's Castillo yeah. from the Reds or whoever it might be, you know. Um. From the deals that have happened thus far, right? Looking at looking at these these different signings, and just in case you're you're unaware, here are the here are the signings that have happened over the last you know couple of days. You have Robbie Ray going to the Mariners for five for one fifteen. You have Scherzer in the Mets three for one thirty. Seager in the Rangers ten for three twenty five. Simeon in the Rangers seven for one seventy five. You have the Marlins and obviously Al Garcia for four for 53. Gosman and the Blue Jays, five for 110. John Gray to the Rangers, four for 56. Corey Kluber, who you know is going to now be amazing with the Rays. He signs a one-year deal with the Rays. I'm sure he'll turn into Cy Young there. Um, you know I, you know what's intriguing, though? The Rangers. You remember, you remember when... Uh, you remember when like Verlander first came up in like 2005 and six, and the Tigers like they had they had just signed like a bunch of like free agents and they they had a bunch sent, they had just spent a bunch of money they had like Sean Casey and yeah. all these different guys everybody's like what the fuck they doing but they didn't yeah. have like the pitching and they signed Kenny Rogers and then but like the Rangers have they just drafted Jack Leiter you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying you throw a couple other pitchers in there with them. And they get that lineup right, they might be coming out of the West. I think that's a little like they building it. They building it up. You know what I'm saying? They're going Down there, for so it for sure. They're going for it. So they um, I mean, you know, you got to give them a little bit of credit. You think they're a quick turnaround? You I think, think they can be. I, yeah. I think I think with with those two up the middle, with with Simeon playing second and and Seager playing short, and you know, you got Willie Calhoun, Taylor Hearns down there, uh, young start starter, left handed pitcher. Um I mean, I think they could be all right. Yeah. I am. Um, Especially with Correa leaving the Astros. 
even with losing 102 games last year. I mean, just like I'm saying, though, like like that Detroit team was the same way. They sucked. And then all of a yeah. sudden, they were in the World Series. Yeah, yeah. You could turn it around quickly. That is interesting. And the pitcher the Yankees traded to the Rangers, and the Gallo deal uh, looked pretty good, too. I can't Who? remember his The kid the Yankees traded to the, the Rangers in the Gallo deal. Oh, in the deal. Gallo deal. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah he no. looked pretty good at the end of the year, too, potential young pitching, you know? I mean, I like more teams going for it. We don't need the league filled with the Orioles, you know, and and what's been going on there over the last few years where they are, you know, intentionally spending no money. And as a result, you know, they're an automatic win 75% of the time for their opponent. You know, we don't don't need that. We don't need that. So I like other teams competing. Um, Robbie Ray's interesting to me, see, when I look at these signings, because... You know, obviously, he had an incredible season. He is going to a team that has felt like they're a top-of-the-line starter short. Yeah. They, they, they look like, you know, they could be on the brink of having better pitching. We saw Gilbert shove against the Yankees that afternoon game this year in Seattle, and, and he obviously is one of their young guns. They have hitting there. They have athleticism. They showed great fortitude this season with overcoming the GM, trading the closer, pushing the wild card down to the wire. They never went away. They never went away. Seattle's interesting to me, and I like that they went and got Robbie Ray, and I think it's a great fit, and I think it's the right move for them at this moment in time in their ascent. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that, that's a great move for them. And, I mean, him pitching in that big ballpark could help, too. You know, he's, he's mm. fastball dominant. I would love to see him develop like a little two seamer and a changeup, especially as his velocity drops. But right now, with that 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 you know that four seamer and his and his slider is it's going to play for sure in that big park. Do you ever reach out to guys, see, and say, "Hey, I think you should do this. Like, I think you should add this." Or do you wait for guys, guys to reach that out I to know. you? Yeah, no, yeah. guys that I know. You know what I'm saying? But not not. I mean, I wouldn't just reach out to Robbie Ray. I don't know him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Robbie, if you're listening. CC has some advice for you. <laughs> Just don't take it when you're pitching against the Yankees. Everybody else, go for it. Go for what, it. What about, see, the deal with Scherzer and the Mets? What do you think about three for 130 for Scherzer going to the Mets, getting $43 million a year at 37 years old? I'd love to see it, man. But I hope this works out for the Mets, man. Like... You know, he pitched great down the stretch with the Dodgers. Um, but 37 years old, paying the guy, you know, to at least 40, $43 million a year. I mean, I love to see it. I love him setting the market, you know, for guys to come behind him. But I just hope this shit works out for the Mets, man. And, and, and I mean, uh, you know, even just him setting the culture. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but they have DeGrom. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have the best pitcher in the league, guys. Like, I don't know. I mean, I love Max. Yeah, and that's why I like them going for it, and I think it's a good move because you, again, like we were talking about with Cole, you want to try and maximize this window with DeGrom, right? Like, you got to a World Series. You haven't come close since. He's still in his prime, had some injuries this past year. You don't want to punt on this. Getting another ace with him? I like their other moves, though. Like, I like the yeah. Sterling Marte move. I like yeah. getting Escobar. I like Mark Canna. Like, I like those moves. I think this Max Scherzer move is going to outshadow and overshadow all th- those other moves. But those are the moves that are going to help them win. Yeah. Getting, getting Escobar being able to play all over the infield. He's an all-star. He can hit. 
you know what I'm saying, Mark Cannon. Sterling Marte is a, is a superstar that people don't know yet. So I think those moves, along with, you know, getting Dom in his right spot, if we can get the, the National League DH, you know what I'm saying, or, or getting, you know, getting Dom to first base, getting Pete as DH, and, like, the Mets need to, to get their shit together. But they have a good roster. They just need to be, like, they just need, they have to line it up. So um, hopefully they can do that. Well, you know, I, I was just driving around today and listening to some sports talk, a rare break from podcasts for me. And um, I, I heard some people saying like, oh, you know, you know, that's going to be wasted money and, you know, that's going to hinder the Mets. And it's like, but no, it's not. Because no. look at Steve Cohen's net worth and then look at the net worth of every other MLB owner, okay? This man is playing in a completely different pool. Completely different. I it, told it, you that, just, right, when he, when he bought yeah, the Mets. Yeah. It's so, so if Tables Max have Scherzer, turned. This guy's not worried about the luxury tax, you know? I mean, look. Absolutely not. All, all, all business men and women do not want to lose money on any business venture they're involved in, of course. Like, that's not what got them to the place they're at. But if Steve Cohen looks at the Max Scherzer investment and it doesn't work out, he's going to be able to outspend his mistake there. He's not going to have to be like, ah, oh, well, that's it. You know, we're just going to waste DeGrom's prime. He's going to say, okay, well, the luxury tax bill is going to get a little worse, but thanks to me, I can handle that. So it's, for me, if it's worth the risk if you're the Mets. I told you when, he's, when he bought the Mets, I was like, if they play this right because of the money that he has, the power can probably shift from, to Queens because of the, what, what he can do and spend it in free agency and the shit, that, just like what he did right now, this, yeah. th this offseason. Yeah, I mean, just look at the money he spent just this offseason. So, and and I mean, this is what the Yankees used to do. Yeah, right, exactly. I and this is how, this is how I feel about the Yankees. See, it's a little concerning because some names that could have been attractive are off the board. But for me, the jury. You, you wanted Seager, huh? Seager, I was interested in. Yeah, he's the he. But but also Scherzer, man. I was interested in Scherzer for this team because I believe they need another top end starter. Yeah, like so. I and I was a little interested in Robbie Ray too. Like I, I believe. Nah, I, I would have let Robbie. I, I don't know about him in the in at the Yankee East. Stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, okay, Scherzer, but Scherzer, Scherzer would have been good here. Yeah, uh, Scherzer, I would have been interested in. I think yeah. the Yankees. But would you gonna pay him? You gonna pay him forty three million a year, guys? I mean, you wouldn't want to, but to your point, there was a time when that wouldn't have mattered. I know no. this isn't that time anymore. It, it ain't that time now, now so that's that what I'm saying. Uh, it, it, yeah. In this time right now, would you pay him $130 million for three years right now? In the time that the uh, Yankees are in right now? Knowing depends. everything else that you have to do. It, dep it, depends. it depends what else is out there starter-wise. I will say this. The Yankees need another top starter. There are, this is what I, I believe will dictate if it's a successful offseason or not, right? Right now, it's incomplete. Anyone who's losing their minds about, oh, you know, they haven't done anything. Well, yeah, they haven't done anything yet, but there's still time on the clock. If they get to the end of the offseason and they don't have another bona fide top three starter, if they don't have a shortstop you feel great about, if they don't have an injection of athleticism and contact, if they don't have those three things, I will be feeling like this offseason was a failure. Those are three things I think this team absolutely needs, and it's become more and more clear over the last couple of years. They didn't address it after 2020, even though it seemed clear to me that's what they needed. In 2021, sort of manifested that they did need it, 
and see. I I feel like that's what I'm looking at for their offseason. I'm not going to go nuts yet, though, because they could still do all those things, you know, but that's 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 what I'd like to see them do with the rest of this offseason. Do you have any specific, like, do you have your things okay? I don't know, like, it doesn't have to be an exact player, but they need to do X, Y, Z. Is there, do you have things in mind with that? No, I mean, it's it's just for me, just, just, just a shortstop. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. a shortstop. Well, we'll see if CC gets his his man, Trevor Story. Um, yeah, I want a story. Yeah, see, uh, it's good to get to break all this down, man. Um, very enjoyable. And I, how was your Thanksgiving, by the way? It was good. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. How was yeah. how was the dressing? Oh man, my mom killed it, bro. She yeah. killed it. It was good. Yeah, really good. Um, yeah, I mean everything went off without a hitch. It was just us. Uh, my mom was here, and one of Amber's friends came over. It was nice. Nice, man. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Did you get your it Did was, you get your stuffing? My, I got my stuffing. Got my regular stuffing. Got my pineapple stuffing. It was. Um, Evie got to meet some of her aunts and uncles and cousins for the first time. Um, it was good. I, uh, it, it was highly enjoyable. I'm grateful for the at-home rapid tests. You know, another way to add a layer of safety this yeah. time of year. Yeah. They, sh- they should be even cheaper like they are in other countries, and I, I hope that eventually we get to that place in our country. Um, but I was grateful to be able to have those, and, uh, and we had a great time. And it felt, you know what? It was the first holiday since COVID to me that felt like a real a holiday. holiday. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, yep. which which was nice. Um, all right. We will be back soon, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see if the Yankees do anything. Um, and we'll see what happens with uh, this lockout and how that ends up affecting free agency, how long it lasts. We'll certainly be documenting and covering that. If you didn't listen to Aaron Boone last week, make sure you do. And you know the deal. Uh, new episodes every Thursday, bonus episodes as well. Um, and we wanted to hop on early this week because we just thought there was too much going on. And a special thanks to our outstanding producers, Bobby Wagner, Sadie Zillow, always holding it down for our crew. Peace, everybody. Peace. Peace.